the warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching! This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling! To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a teacher in a small primary school in Northamptonshire at the moment. I teach year one and two. And I'm Nicola, and I'm teaching in a school in Southampton. I've been involved in primary education for 28 years, and I've also taught at university, hopefully inspiring another generation of teachers as well. And today we are exploring what science we can teach with an incredible story created by a pupil from the year three and four class of Kern Engain Primary School. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Bright, Brave, But Broken. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator as of January 2023, you'll also get the story as a special edition paperback, brightly illustrated by Mario Coelho, a special large print edition that's perfect for shared reading and including 16 written lesson plans based on the discussion we're about to have. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and educator members of our Epic Book Club can access the ebook and lesson plans through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's signed up to our book club so far, because by doing so, you're also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every single week. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen, Nicola, Billy and Jeezy. Jeezy, of course, being short for gazelle. And I discovered while writing this down that a gazelle is basically a type of antelope. So that was my little bit of science (laughs) knowledge, because I've always thought of them as being two completely separate uh, creatures, but but they are part of the the same family, and and a gazelle is a type of antelope, and that that's an element of classification, right? Which is yeah, definitely. Is that something that actually goes all the way through yeah. the primary year? Yeah, yeah. Have, have either of you uh, wanted to to pick up on classification? Yeah. Oh, you're both <laughs> nodding, which is annoying because I was going to use that to decide who goes first. <laughs> who who would like to go first on the science? No, go for I, it, I'm Ellen, quite happy to ages. go first. Then maybe we can work our <laughs> yeah. way up again. Yay! All right. Let's start with ages four to seven with you then, Helen. Where's the science in this story? The science is, is there's quite a lot of science, but it's mainly in birds today. So part of the key stage one science curriculum is to do with classifying animals. And in the classification that, that we use in key stage one is, is, is just into birds, mammals, amphibians, reptiles and fish. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to look at what a bird is. Because there's a lot of birds mm. in this story, quite a few birds, one in particular. And so it's a great opportunity to look at what, what is a bird? What birds do we have in this story and what makes them a bird? And do some classification that way. Then you can learn about some common birds that are seen around your part of the world or country wherever you are because again that's part of the key stage one curriculum is naming common animals and birds and it's a really good opportunity to get outdoors and do some bird watching and get the children to recognize birds in the school yeah. environment so in the uk which is where my school is and um, the rspv each year carries out um, a big bird watch so if it happens to be the right time of year you could join in with that because it has school resources as well do you know what time of year that usually is and it around the, around the summer 
I think. I think it's spring. I can't. I haven't done it for a while. Definitely warmer weather than warmer, it is not, at the time not, of recording. Not January. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if it's that right time of year when you're using this story. Alternatively, do a bird watch in your, in your own, own school. You could place a bird table outside your classroom window yeah. um, and have a lovely time learning to recognise. Because children love it when they, when they learn some bird names to actually be mm. able to go... <gasps> That's that's one of those, you know, when they see a robin in in the winter around 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 mm. my school, it's very exciting for them because they know it's a robin. <laughs> so I think if you can get children naming some other birds, gives them a lovely motivation to get outside and see what they can see. I was just um, looking at the text, and you're you're right. There are a few different birds mentioned. Mm. I mean, there's owl who is telling the story, but the, he also mentions geese and starlings. It's never actually mentioned in the story, though, what kind of bird Billy is. And I wonder whether you could set that as a challenge yeah. for your young learners as they're going out and doing bird watching, if they can work out what kind of species Billy would be. I think that would be a really great challenge and a good way to introduce them. To- of different common birds and see which one matches his features the best mm. which one matches Billy's features <laughs> not unless they've escaped um, do we get many canaries flying around in the UK probably not <laughs> but there's um, well, I'm not very good with birds yellow hammers are they actually yellow wouldn't know I, I'm I sorry I feel like there are if you go onto the RSP PB website as well as seeing pictures you can also get their calls can't you oh yes I've just very quickly Googled it. And yes, a yellow hammer is a small yellow bird. So there might be other yellow oh. birds in, in the UK <laughs> or in your local area, wherever you are. Um, other yellow birds are available. Other yellow birds. <laughs> and, and see which one Billy is. I really like that idea. Mm. What is Billy? And then a, a link to that, that activity is something that occurred to me when Billy and Jeezy were on their quest was they didn't really stop for snacks. But <laughs> I think an important part of any quest, any outdoor mm. venture is to stop for snacks. Here's someone who's played Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and those that you have to take provisions with you. <laughs> a good link with the classification of the animals is to look at you know what they eat. And carnivores, herbivores, mm-hmm. omnivores, what would a gazelle and a small yellow bird, potentially a yellow hammer or a canary, who knows, <laughs> what they'd eat and then design some snacks for them based on that. And of course, you can also make, you can make your own bird feeders to help out with your bird watching and tempt your birds to your the local area of your school. As my cats call it, baiting the trap. Baiting the trap. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not... <laughs> <laughs> not getting too many little birds in trouble with the local cats but yeah making some bird feeders children children love making bird feeders um, there's lots of different ways to do it my favorite way so messy just cleaning children up oh after i've done that before actual disaster <laughs> yep. but it's worth it it's used lard you know <laughs> who doesn't love getting a, a, a class of children's hands in lard squidging it about <laughs> uh, mixing it with seeds and um, nuts if you're able to depending on allergies and things and they oh it's brilliant it's so disgusting though to the cleanup afterwards Just thinking from the vegetarian point of view is it something you can do with normal vegetable fats as well or does it have to be the the solid lardy um, stuff it has to be fairly solid but i'm sure you could use vegetable fats as well it just has to be able okay. to you form it into a ball and hang it up um, and okay. so as long as it's solid enough for that uh, i don't spend enough time in the kitchen to know what a proper vegetarian <laughs> alternative no, for that would be you can so, get vegetarian so. alternatives for, for most things now and then finally it's like so my t- first two science ideas were sort of bird related and the gazelle and um, the next one is more to do with gravity and friction oh okay well i, I like the, the you oh, know because of all the throwing the, that's being done all, the, all the throwing is <laughs> this is rolling <laughs> so uh, towards the end of the story the um the night that that is made rolls down the mountain doesn't it mm-hmm. um so i thought you could do two two slightly separate investigations around how quickly a boulder will roll down a mountain uh, not using a real boulder or a real mountain 
<laughs> but using, you know, you could find a something, a ball of some kind, um, and then look at creating a slope. And firstly, you can look at with the children, the different heights of the slope and how that affects the speed of the rolling. Or you can look at the surfaces, you know, is the mountain very grassy? You know, you can get some fake grass and make a mountain with that. Or, you know, you can use or anything. What I really like doing with children is getting them to find the different materials to put on the mm. on the mountain so for this investigation all the mountains you know they slope at the same angle but they've got different surfaces so you're introducing the children to friction in the early years this is very obviously hands-on you know you've got all the materials there the children are playing and exploring and just seeing what they notice and then as you go into key mm. stage one particularly in year two um you could carry out a more formal investigation which mountain would the boulder roll down the fastest or in fact if you wanted to stop the night rolling down the mountain which one would be the slowest <laughs> no could you stop this yeah. this rolling down the mountain depending on what material you use or so i just got a little bit of giggles while, while you were talking about all of that because it took me right back to when i was in year six and we were doing some uh, I, I think it was victorian history and there was a program that we had to watch and we had also recently been doing something on friction ourselves and we had made some polystyrene boulders and as part of this history episode they were doing some railway construction and uh, some dynamite went off and pushed a boulder down the hillside and it ended up injuring someone's leg. But all of us looked at it and we could tell straight away that the boulder was made of polystyrene because we had been working so closely with polystyrene ourselves. So we were basically all in stitches about how this, this not a boulder. person had sustained such a huge injury from, from a polystyrene, polystyrene rock. <laughs> there is also a bit of a link uh, to uh, the ages of year six, which is 10 and 11. But but you're actually discussing with us ages seven to 11, aren't you, Nicola, as we move into the science for key stage two. So what have you picked out for us? Well, certainly classification. Like Helen, I've done that the bird work with children before and it's been great but I was thinking slightly more wider there's a lot of different animals within the story so thinking about vertebrates and what um, is a vertebrate the different sort of classification it often comes into it's more the older children nine but mostly 10 and 11 mm. so knowing mm. about them having a backbone so mammals birds reptiles amphibians and fish and comparing the different species but then also thinking about invertebrates so just just thinking about classification as a whole sort of area and i suppose birds do eat invertebrates don't they true actually i hadn't thought about that yeah you could talk mm. about food chains yeah you could you could so, link that into yeah. that. although saying that they're not eating each other in the story but um yes <laughs> it could it certainly could come up <laughs> <laughs> no but but think thinking like like helen did about you know the, the the provisions that they might need on the journey i was actually thinking well that maybe that wouldn't be a problem for billy because if he's yeah. heading up the side of a mountain could just pull a worm out of the mud and keep on going yeah. what balanced diet so yeah. what does billy need and what do we need to to keep ourselves nutritionally strong yeah <laughs> Mm. youth i would say youth to get we to the top of that. a mountain <laughs> um but yeah so so classification and then again forces but i was thinking more about mm. air resistance <laughs> and, and flying from that side of things so thinking about because air resistance oh, yeah. comes up for in the english sort of key stage two curriculum so you have to understand the effects of air resistance 
within the air and thinking about if you're throwing what different forces are coming into play for when Billy's flying through the air. Uh, lots, of, lots of forces involved in the... In this straight yes. away shines from the... T- I keep saying shines from the text, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's because Billy is <laughs> so, so bright. bright. Yes, He's just the shining shiny story. <laughs> Maybe that's the one area of science that we didn't cover is just, just the shininess yes. of materials, which surprises me, Helen, because you usually pick out on shiny I should things. have done, really, shouldn't I? Create some kind of Billy <laughs> that shines brightly using the different materials yes a shiny billy (laughs) a bright billy which we will be coming on to next week so so maybe we'll do that then (laughs) that's all we have time for in this episode folks and indeed this week we'll be back next week so billy and gz can help us plan lessons in art as you've just heard but also music geography religious education design and technology and physical education Right now, though, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon!